Music and fun. Miskin Radio. It's Wednesday between 7 and 8. Uh, it's the Kieran Paul Sessions. That was X Factor from Full Marks. Uh, you can see a live video of that performing live in on this very show uh, on the Kieran Paul Sessions Facebook page, if you so wish. But tonight, right, so this is a show where we bring you guests from comedy, acting and music with live performances. And uh, we have, in the studio right now, we have musician Katie Forkins. Welcome, Katie. Hi. Uh, we have comedian Ash Friff. Hi, Kieran. And comedian Carolina Mack. Hello, everybody. Uh, as for you, get in touch with us on Twitter using the hashtag the KP Sessions uh, and see what we're up to as well throughout the show on Instagram and Snapchat. We've got a room full of producers doing loads of uh, interesting things on that tonight. Uh, right, there's this song uh, in the charts at the moment for the youngers with 7am in the morning in the lyrics. Do you know about it? Don't say young right. Well, there's a... St- Katie, do you know about it? <laughs> right. No. I don't, right, it's got the lyrics 7am in the morning, right, which is right. like people, loads of people are getting annoyed because you don't say in the morning because you've just said like 7am. Yeah. yeah, right, and loads of people are getting angry. But I met someone at the weekend um, who gets annoyed when people say PIN number because do you know what PIN actually stands for? Is it personal identification number? Yeah, so you're saying personal identification number number. Hold on, what? So, but isn't identification, that's ID, isn't it, mm. as well? Normally that's so it should be to ID. P-I-D-N. Yeah. Please put in your P-I-D-N number. Yeah, it's <laughs> totally, yeah. Um, but number one question for you, Ashriff. Uh, right, tell us what, um, what Shane Ritchie did for you. Well, Shane Ritchie, for me, is he's actually my guardian angel. I don't know whether you're aware of Shane Alfie Ritchie. Alfie off EastEnders. Yeah, yeah, well, he's more than that to me. Uh, <laughs> me and Shane go way back. Um, it happened when, uh, a couple of years ago now, I got a phone call uh, about 8 a.m. in the morning, it was. Basically, at the time, uh, not to bring the subject and the matter down, but I was, uh, I was going through, I was planning a divorce which is very much like planning a wedding, but worse, really. I don't want to get into bogged down into the ins and outs of that. Suffice to say, I was in the right. And uh, so we uh, it's very uh, expensive to, to pay for a divorce, I'm sure. Well, you won't know. But, uh, and I got a phone call from Shane Ritchie uh, just at the point where I was thinking, like, how am I going to do it? It needed to happen very quickly, the divorce. And um, then all of a sudden, yeah, get this call from Shane Ritchie. So you know Shane Richard, that's like, it's not like he's a randomer calling He's a randomer at this stage. So you've never met him? At this point, never met Shane Richie. Eight o'clock in the morning, phone rings. Hello, mate, Shane Richie here. I was like, (laughs) yeah, fine. Why wouldn't it be Shane Richie? Okay. So he says, we've got a mutual friend who's given me your number and um, I've got a gig. The only problem is it's Thursday night. Uh, are you free? And I said, I'm embarrassingly free, Shane, on Thursday night. He said, the good news is it's 425 quid. £425 is exactly how much it costs to get divorced in the UK. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet So she paid for my divorce. It's the oh, first thing. Oh, that's so sweet. You might think that that is amazing on its own. Yeah. So then, a couple of weeks later, I'm at home cooking my son a delicious uh, beans on toast lunch. Mm. And uh, the gas people come around, British Gas, and they say, we're here to service your, your, bo- your boiler and your gas. So then all of a sudden, uh, they come around. When they leave, none of the gas works. Like, can't cook lunch, can't do anything. So I phoned up British Gas and I say, like, the gas isn't working. They said that would have nothing to do with our engineer. I said it literally was just working when he was here, and now it's not. Nothing to do with it. So I got annoyed. I do what we all do now. I went on social media and I tweeted uh, at, at British Gas, this is mad. Is this how you trick old ladies into paying out money? <laughs> so he said, like, if you want to do it, you're going to have to pay £400 to have a home service help care. And they're just refusing to come back and help. I say, he must, he's just left. He won't even be at the end of the road. So then Shane Ritchie, who now follows me on Twitter, tweets at British Gas and says, <laughs> sort Ash's boiler out. <laughs> so within about five minutes, this different British Gas engineer turns up at my house, ashen-faced, and he just said, I-, I don't know what's happened. I've just been told I've got to be here as quick as possible and sort out whatever the problem is. 
all of a sudden, then uh, going up to Edinburgh, you know, it's an expensive thing for, for the fringe, yeah. Go up to mm. Edinburgh, yeah. You've got accommodation, you've got to pay for show, you've got to pay for, pay for PR. Very, very difficult time. So about three weeks before I go up to Edinburgh and just trying to piece together how we're we going to put the how we're going to afford it. Um, I get a phone call from a production TV production company. Do you want to be on a game show? Shane Ritchie's Decimate. <laughs> so I go along to the TV studios and I film the game show Decimate, starring Shane Ritchie as host. Walk away with eight thousand oh. pounds as of my win. Who were you up against? Did they let you in? Do you think? Uh, no, we were in a team of three. Right. Now I pulled some questions. Some answers to questions I don't know. Were there questions about Ash Frith family holidays or Ash Frith school days? Cost in the UK. Uh, how do you get? How long does it take British gas to come and fix your gas? No, no, no. They were <laughs> mad. Pin numbers, Yeah, exactly. But uh, no, he, um, he, he arranged it. He, he, uh, he didn't arrange it. God no, he didn't arrange the, uh, the eight grand. Uh, no, but he. Uh, we would do it. It's basically an impossible game show. If anyone's seen the game show, it's impossible to win. I've only ever seen one other person win the game show. But you won. Yeah, so we get to the final uh, round where you've basically got to get some like 20 questions right and you just see your money falling away. And the lady who uh, was on my team, she hadn't answered hardly any questions right at all. <laughs> all of a sudden, she just blitzes this end round, like just answering questions, bang, 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 all the way through to the point where you just win it with like three seconds to spare. We win the money. Was she a divorce lawyer? Divorce lawyer. <laughs> yeah, and and then like, the, the other person was like a British gas person and it was all good. It was incredible. So yeah, Shane Ritchie. And then a year to the day after that happened, so I think it was uh, August, just gone, I got a tweet from Shane Ritchie, just praying hands and still guarding. <laughs> <laughs> it's mad. And occasionally, because I'm Ash on top of everyone's phone book, I just get pocket calls from Shane Ritchie because he obviously <laughs> never locks his head like, top, yeah. as he walks along the street and I jangle around in his pocket. I couldn't think of any better way of spending my time than jangling around in uh, Shane Ritchie's pockets. <laughs> With little shame. Now, because what did your son do to your house that you needed a lot of money for? Yeah, well, that was a little bit before that. So I've got a son now who's a, well, about eight, I reckon. No, something like that he is. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, he, uh, he's a good boy, but he co- he's cost me some time and money. Uh, when he was one, which is between eight and 15 years ago, he um, put an <laughs> aerosol on the hob and destroyed our family home. He blew out £86,000 worth of damage. Yeah. He blew out all the windows, what? the roof, or the ceiling come down, the loft hatch snapped in half. Was it a good YouTube video? Um, well, we've got some good photos to show his first girlfriend when she comes along, when he's you know old enough, which could be in the next five, <laughs> ten years. You know, not sure. H- history um, would tell us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, eighty-six grand, And the best thing about it was we'd only made one payment to the co-op insurance. So we paid £13, and then they paid out £86,000 to the repairs. <laughs> And we literally got the house had to be completely redone. Did he? Did he have to pay it back through chores? What? How did you like? How have you been punished? Like yeah, he what, is, punishing? I don't know. But he does, he, does he gradually hard. work a lot? He get he gets seven pound in pocket money for cleaning bathrooms, which is an outrageous amount of money. But you know, I've worked out he's got about twenty six years until he's paid it back. So, and was like was anyone injured? Because you, you you had like had to go to like an osteopath. You've yeah yeah. So, so was that, this because of the damage? Were you blown out the house? No, the babysitter was. Well, there was fine. a babysitter there. There was a babysitter there. I'd gone to football, so I'd just sat yeah, down. Because you're football. a professional footballer, yeah? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. am now. Now I'm older. I've mm. grown into it. Uh, yeah, so I sat down <laughs> to watch a game. And uh, my mate, who is uh, the babysitter's husband now, he phoned up and went, oh, the glass has blown out on your oven. 
And I was like, oh, that can happen sometimes. Don't worry about it. And right. then I hung up the phone. Two minutes later, your phone's back. No, you've got to come home. It's, it's ruined. Your house is ruined. So <laughs> and I your Link's home. deodorant is not looking good. Yeah, it was, a, it was an air freshener, a lemony air freshener for the oh, toilet. Okay. Uh, so the house smelled delicious. But um, <laughs> yeah, the babysitter had the fireball, because it was a fireball. Um, it, it singed the back of her hair and blown the patio doors out. Uh, wow. not, not a euphemism and it was uh, and so she uh, she was singed and then uh, but she wasn't damaged she had a bit of a headache apparently um, but yeah I had to go to the osteopath uh, not because of that for a separate thing but it's probably the worst moment of my entire life because I was a new comedian and I'm blushing now I can feel my cheeks reddening as I say it so I went to uh, I was quite a new comedian and uh, my mum had recommended an osteopath for me to go to because I got I had a bad back and uh, so I'm there face down with a little, in a little hole and the woman's uh, sort of twisting and massaging my back. She says, oh, your mum says you do a bit of stand-up. I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm just, you know, starting out. I'm trying to... She then went you don't want to talk about your mum either when you're having a massage, do you? Honest, <laughs> I like, tend you not to. How's your mum doing? Yeah, your dad all right? No. <laughs> Please stop, yeah. <laughs> so then she, uh, she's like, how's it going? Oh, yeah, it's good. And then she said, oh, I'll tell you what, we went to see some comedy a couple of weeks ago the worst thing we've ever seen this comedian was awful she then went on to describe my act back to me (laughs) (laughs) she had seen me at my my first ever 20 minutes and she because I remember the gig like it was yesterday as you do when it's a bad one 10 minutes I had the meeting out the palm of my hand the second 10 minutes were ill-advised but if she knows your mum how does she not know you no it must have been work colleagues or something oh no my mum is an osteopath that can't be the case but um I don't know. I really don't know. But my mum, maybe my mum was one of her clients, I think. So, um, so, and then so you're lying. You're lying there. You're face lying, down. Right. And in then, a hole. And are you literally just, and metaphorically? Yeah. And you're red, like reddening as anyone would in the face. Yeah. And and do you in think, my pants as well? Let's get that. Do, do you think like you you know I need to get out of here. What what do I do? What what well, did you do? I hobbled away because my back hurt. But uh, she hadn't fixed it. You're restraining it so much. Um, I it was incredible like I like I say now that's probably five years ago and yeah. I can feel my cheeks going red with it it's the I genuinely think it's one of the worst things that's ever happened because it's just being told how bad you are like I was new to it did she like physically describe you as well did she sort of like did, did how did you know it was, I know like you knew that it was um, at any point did she know that she was describing did you did she go on about how fat I was oh, I wasn't <laughs> saying that no. he she, wobbled around she on was stage <laughs> being rubbish telling his jokes his six pack get, kept getting in the way <laughs> no, she um <laughs> She described the thing because, like I say, it was, you know when you do your first twenty and it's like yeah. it is hard, isn't it? Because you you've stretched to that like yeah. you work and work and work to get to your first ten, and then you really work hard to get to that twenty, and really your twenty is what is your so that's 10. twenty minutes. Twenty yeah. minutes, mm. yeah, it's twenty minutes, and but really it's your ten minutes that you have added bits in between every now. word. Yeah. And I knew it wasn't good, and I'd been at that gig, so I knew how hard I died. And then she explained the jokes I was doing back to me. But she had no idea. She had no clue. And then that was my last visit to the osteopath, obviously, yeah, because yeah. it was crazy. Did she give like a critique? She said, this is how I would have done it if it was me. No, she just literally slagged him off. Yeah. Poor chap. him was me. Yeah. Oh, it's awful. Awful time. I've, I've died since, but never had it then. Right. Is killing at a gig good or is dying good at good at a gig or is bombing good or is tanking good because killing is good <laughs> dying is bad bombing is bad bombing. tanking is bad yes right 
Okay. I feel like bombing is the worst. So bombing, there's no redeeming qualities to your act whatsoever. So if you kill the gig, that's good. Yes. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, okay. yeah. Have you ever had it though where it can't be like a, a real death, I think is like I've had it where they <laughs> hate me, but I've also had it where they're just looking at you like what's happening please just stop talking yeah. will you just stop talking and they're looking at their watch or they why you do radio or... mate they don't see you it's no, great exactly. yeah. <laughs> they, they just play the news when you finish <laughs> talking so. right so let's go into an advert now uh, right so this is uh, we've got Ash Frith with us we've got Carolina Matt. we're going to be hearing uh, of course a couple of stories from Carolina very soon and we've got Katie Forkins who is going to be performing two live songs very soon here on Miskin Radio hi I'm singer-songwriter Teddy Trinodin and you're listening to the Kieran Paul Sessions that is Maya Punter-Bradshaw uh, with her track Jealous. In the studio, we have three wonderful people. We have Katie Forkins, who's going to be doing two live songs very soon. We've got comedian Ash Friff and we've got comedian Carolina Mack. Katie, uh, you're going to be doing... So you're right, you're 17, right? Yes, I am. Um, and annoyingly talented. Oh, um, thank you. Uh, the second song you're going to be doing is a cover, isn't it? Yeah. Don't tell us what cover it is just okay. yet. Um, and you're going to be an original in around about sort of five to ten minutes. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be really exciting. Um, next to you, Carolina Mack... Uh, Polish comedian, um, but your accent is very what? It's kind of like Scottish influence, I guess. You are drinking Iron Brew. I am, um, yes. Can we get a photo on Instagram and, and Snapchat to prove that I'm not lying, that, that we've got a guest Cheers. talking about Scottish <laughs> accent with Iron Brew? <laughs> uh, but yeah, like, um, and also, like, what's, like, what's the, your surname in full? It's Machnitska. Right. So that's Polish, yeah? Yes, But you've told me to make break it down to what? Just Mac? Just Mac. Which obviously is the most Scottish like <laughs> name you could get. <laughs> it really is, but you have to come up some, with something that people can actually pronounce, yeah. you know, especially at gigs. If not, you're like a last person to perform and you're always somewhere out in the shadows. Like, well, like, Ash does cares. a lot of MCing and like, we were yeah. saying earlier, yeah, like, getting names correct. You're a blessing to me, honestly. Yeah, set, yeah that'd be great. You just say Mac, okay. you're fine, aren't you? <laughs> exactly. um, it'd be good. <laughs> right. Now, we, talk, uh, we were talking about earlier about Ash's son um, destroying a kitchen, uh, a house. Uh, what, do, what do you do in your kitchen? I really like to rap a lot in my kitchen. Rap? I, rap yeah, music, yeah, like, cool. I'm a big, big fan. Um, unfortunately, well, I think I do it really well. Um, but unfortunately, I, f- I feel like it's more like me talking in rhymes. <laughs> do you know what I mean? When I try to rap. Um, so the other day, I came back to the house and I thought that it was empty and my flatmates were out. And I started to rap the Remy Man, Nicki Minaj, this. <laughs> like really loudly, which was literally just me saying the words out loud. Um, and then a couple of minutes later, um, my flatmate came into the kitchen and he said... Oh, is is everything okay? Did I did I do anything <laughs> wrong? And I'm like, what are you talking? That was long after I finished my song, of course. Uh, I was like, oh, are they quite aggressive lyrics? Very much so. <laughs> Very <laughs> much so. I'm not one of rap. Are you Ash? Are you no, 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 no. What? Oh, you have are they? They're not radio friendly, I assume. Oh no, I could so never do it. No, okay. I mean, um, I could do it, but not here. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're words that wouldn't be appreciated. Um, but but so. She is it he or she? He. So he thought you were basically just yelling at him. He thought I was yelling swear words at him through the door. In rhyming. Uh, yeah, right, angry exactly. in rhyming. That's a brilliant way of doing it. Honestly, I'm going to think about all these songs I can sing. I'm with so my mad because you're being so bad, you <laughs> lad. Exactly. <laughs> I've given up. I couldn't think of a fourth. Um, but clad? No, you can't no. bring clad. Stop again. being he- so rad. <laughs> 
No, because that's a compliment. You can't compliment people during an argument, can you? I'm so angry with you, you so pretty person. Um, well, he, he is from Israel, so perhaps something was lost in translation there. Well, yeah, <laughs> I don't well know. you were probably speaking like 400 <laughs> words a minute as well, to be fair, if you were rapping. Yeah. Um, now, what's this thing? You've been having a lot of fun with something called Rate Me. I don't know what this is. Do you, Ash, have you ever heard of this thing called you Rate Me? You keep thinking I'm in my 20s, don't you? We <laughs> yeah. are not in my 20s. Well, like 19, probably. Yes, just before my 20s. I thought so you were in a dead album, either 19, 21 or 27. Which one is it? You're very, very kind. 21. Uh, my age is ambiguous. Oh, um, you seem very hip. That, oh, that's so kind really. and wrong yeah. of you. <laughs> Um, um, no, I don't know what it is. Do you know what Rate Me is, K2? No, absolutely not. See, it's youth. Right, tell us what this Rate Me thing it, is. It is the worst thing on the internet that I've <laughs> it's discovered. Probably right. oh, it's probably it, it, No, yeah, it is. It really not. is. It's probably it's, not. It's mental. <laughs> Have you seen the video of his son like destroying the house? It's amazing. <laughs> well, I guess. Well, anyway, so yeah, I was just perusing Reddit, like you do, getting lost in the, mm -hmm. the web there. And I discovered this post or this group that's called Rate Me. Mm -hmm. Basically, what it is is that people submit pictures of themselves, their face and their body, Oof. and they're asking strangers to be to brutally them. honest what? with them and rate their just the looks, nothing else, on a scale of 1 to 10. Sounds like stand-up. It gets ugly, guys, but it's so funny though. It's ironic, it gets ugly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so did you did you do it? So well, I thought it was disgusting. Like, who even does that? So I uploaded my picture. So <laughs> I was interested. And, and uh, yeah, have you got like a, what? What did they say? What did people say? Right, from all around Basically the world. Basically, <laughs> that is radio friendly. Um, I guess it started off well with a picture of my face. It was sort of like. Eh, nothing special, but you know. Nothing special. I'd smash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Type of comments, but then no, it got. So was it mainly male comments? Like no, it was everybody. Wow. So I mean, men and so women. This kind of makes Tinder look like really lovely and fluffy and wonderful. Um, mm. Is it mainly like people? Is it only photos of people you put on there? Yes, <laughs> yes. And it's very intense. Like, you have to, like, you could give rate me as a builder. <laughs> <laughs> rate my builder, isn't it? That's a thing, isn't trust it? Trust a trader. <laughs> trust a trust. They could be used as that. <laughs> I'm so naive. Do you know why girls don't talk to me? This is why. Uh, I should get unrate me. I really shouldn't. I mean, it's so destroying, but it's yeah. just, it's it's so typical to what our society is and what the internet culture is it's really ballsy i think of you like my ego like, is so I mean, fragile i would like well yeah because like, i don't know like the thing i get annoyed about is when i tell people to do comedy they say like, oh you're so brave and it's like you've got no idea like i'm not no. and like that i think that's brave like putting a pic because you know stand-up's all about the moment but a picture out there you know, I think that's I think that's quite cool. And saying, rate, literally, rate me. What do you think I look like? I don't mm -hmm. want to hear anything negative ever about anything. I want people to say, that was brilliant, <laughs> and that's all I've got to say yeah. on the matter. While massaging you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unless it's a big thumbs up, uh, which I've just drawn, uh, I think nothing <laughs> so other than that. you must love the Facebook likes this. Like, if like that a isn't, dream. <laughs> I've drawn that. I think that oh, just shows how I am literally... I was feeling how horrible that was, and I've done <laughs> the most positive thing I could do. I've drawn a thumbs up. Can you get that, that thumbs um, up on Instagram as well? Absolutely. A wonderful Instagram Ash has just drawn. I think that just I, again, I'm blushing. It looks like something a doctor too. would do before uh, an, an oh. like, I don't know. Something. I'll tell that story another time I'm on the show. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, right, so this is the Raimi thing, but it's not like a dating thing, is it? It's no, not no, like, it's just like be honest, people, because I guess I have no friends. 
But you, but to you, tell me the truth, <laughs> you don't dream about marrying people like Tom Cruise. You actually dream about being Tom Cruise. Yes. Absolutely. I, I guess I've watched a lot of his movies growing up and I feel very heavily influenced by him and he's like more so like his action persona. Um, so I frequently have dreams about being Tom Cruise, uh, the action hero, but except being the lame me inside at the same time as well. So like, do you occasionally like fall over? Yeah, just like... Not even fall over, but like fall off the train. run, Break like run from the cops yeah. and run out of breath and having to like stop and be like, okay, fine, Guys, arrest me. me. <laughs> uh, my friend was telling me just the other day, um, you know, he broke his leg. Oh, was horrible, his ankle on the wall. Wasn't broke it? his leg and yeah. then got up and run on Have because seen, he was like, yeah. I don't want to lose this shot. It's a brilliant shot. He's the best. He's the best, isn't he? He, is he really dude. is the best. What is there a specific film that you? Yeah. It, okay, it's like Tom Cruise slash Liam Neeson where they kidnap your daughter and you have to like... It's so sinister when you say it as well in the Scottish-Polish accent. It's like... That is but you have to, in order to get the ransom money, you have to rob the bank or I have to rob the bank. So, you know, I have you to break know, in the bank. The point I of do. A dream. No, the point of a dream is that you create yeah. what you want in yeah, the yeah, dream. Yeah. But you, you feel compelled to because my daughter's just been kidnapped. <laughs> Your imaginary daughter is kidnapped. Absolutely. You're, you're robbing a bank and breaking a man's neck. Yeah. You're a well, hero. I, I shot a policewoman in the knee. In a dream. This is a disclaimer. That'd be an amazing way of in saying it. Like, yeah, by the way, sure. Please are these actual mind. dreams or daydreams? No, they're actual dreams. How this do you dream about that? I you're just, that you're, dream, you're yeah. feeling it, man. And I just have dreams out. about like old, like that I've missed exams at school. Yeah, so do really? I. And stuff like that. never stops. And like forgot my PE kit. I'm never someone else in my dream as I'm just always myself. Yeah. How are you yeah. yeah, but that's cool. You could play the guitar. I dream yeah. I could play the guitar and I'll wake up and I go, nope, can't do that. Yeah, yeah. There's another thing I still can't do. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. Yeah, like play, you know, I have a dream that I play it for England football team, stuff like that. Because I've always wanted that, but I never wanted to be Tom Cruise. And what oh. about the Liam Neeson ones? Is that all about kidnapping? Well, this is p part of his persona as well in movies of being the, you the know, father on yeah. the path <laughs> you to be a rescue. Father. Essentially, you want to be an <laughs> Irish father. Essentially. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's have our first love song from uh, from Katie Forkings. Uh, so I'll let you, Katie, introduce it. Um, this first song is my most recent single, and it's called Still a Child. Play your cards right, and we could win everything. But they say we're far too young to be playing this game. Darling, I would place my bet on you. Some things we're not allowed to do But we do it anyway And I'm still a child And I'm still an innocent And they're scared I'd get lost in the wilderness But you are a jungle And I'm getting lost in you You're still a child too 
They seem not to do anything while their backs are turned But what if that's the only way we learn So we do it anyway and I'm still a darling I'm still an innocent and they're scared I'd get lost in and I'm getting lost in you You're still a child too Still a Child from Katie Forkings. Uh, she's going to be doing another live song, a cover, um, in around about five minutes' time here on Miskin Radio. Hi, we're the Brereton's. You're listening to the Kieran Pool Sessions. So now it's time uh, we're going to have our second live song from Katie. Uh, now, you've chosen a cover. Yes. Uh, what is the cover? Um, this is Love on the Weekend by John Mayer. Why? Why this cover? Because John Mayer has influenced me in so many ways uh, with my songwriting, and I just wanted to pay credit to that a little is bit. Is he the chap that dated Taylor Swift? Yes, he is the That's chap that dated Taylor Swift. Therefore, I don't like him. <laughs> all right. Good luck singing his song in front of me. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, no, I, uh, let's, uh, let's enjoy your second song. It's a Friday, we finally made it I can't believe I get to see your face You've been working, I've been waiting To pick you up and take you from this place Love on the weekend, love on the weekend Like only we can, like only we can Love on the weekend, love on the weekend I'm coming up and I'm loving every minute of it You'll be the DJ, I'll be the driver You put your feet up in the getaway car I'm flying first like a warning man I want you baby like you can't understand Oh, love on the weekend, love on the weekend We found a message in a bottle we were drinking Love on the weekend, love on the weekend I'm busted up, but I'm loving every minute of it oh. I'm looking for the love, I'm looking for the love, oh yeah ah. I 
Hawkins with her cover of uh, John Mayer's track Love on the Weekend. You're such like a, a, a see, I don't know if it's an insult saying this, but well, I hope it's not. Um, a delicate voice. Thank you. I, like, I don't know if is that a compliment? I, I mean, I mean I, it as one. Yeah, if you mean it as it, then yeah. yeah. No, because I think like it's yeah, it's lovely and soft. Thank you. Um, right, so now it's time for this. Worst jobby wobby, worst jobby wobby, worst, worst, worst. Worst jobby wobby, worst jobby wobby, worst. So this is uh, Worst Jobby Wobby, where we get our comedians to talk about the worst jobs they've ever done. So, Ash Friff. Yes. Tell us about your worst jobby wobby. I think the worst, I've had a string of awful jobs, and I think if you speak to a lot of comedians, they'll say the same. Mm. Not about me, about themselves. Um, my first ever job, though, was when I was about 14, 15 years old. I was a milkman's assistant. Which, I mean, I know it's a dying trade now, the old milk What's assistant. What's the point? They definitely do, it turns out, by a young lad, is what they need. What? There's a, there used to be a lot of milk. See, you're too young to remember this. Yeah, it used to be. go to the supermarket. No, see, you're the reason why the industry is dying. Which is good. <laughs> yeah, I just remember, because I'm now vegan, kill the dairy industry. You know what? <laughs> last week, we had a just. Last week, uh, I can't remember why, but we were talking about milk at school. Yeah. Um, and like, do you remember having milk yeah, at school? You? Yeah. Do you remember Kate no. having milk at school? Oh my God. Do you remember? Karen? No. Right. Did you go to an English school? No. Right. That could be why. Because yeah, Ash. How we, old we, are you, Karen? Can I ask? I'm that? 20, that? 26. You're 20, 26. You yeah. had milk at school? Yeah. We well, drank it. But yeah, like we had milk after play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stop it. We had milk after. We had milk after like playtime. Yeah. You yeah, had like yeah, a yeah. little cart. And I, you, yeah, Katie. Uh, they gave yeah. us a cart. I had a bottle of. No milk one else knew what I was talking I, you about. Were, so you're post Tetra packs. I used to just have a little bottle of milk with a silver foil lid. Oh. Um, yeah, no, we had cartons. And because this is why last week we were talking about the worst jobs, right? And I, we just did an hour special on my worst jobs because, I've, as I say, I've done some peculiar oh, ones. I could do and that. I was saying my first job was the milk monitor at Hartley Primary School. Wow. And I used to do it with Danielle. And I used to go down at year five, get the milk, and I'd bring it back up. Katie, you missed out. What? I think you, are you still at school, Katie? Are you? I'm at college. Right, you need to bring that in. Just take a load of milk. Yeah. To right. To imagine no one will speak to you again. No. I got. I worked, so I started at 3 a.m. I can't imagine. When my what? kid is of that age, whenever that is, I can't imagine letting him go out the house at 3 a.m. No. <laughs> I know 3 a.m. in nightclubs. That's 3, the only time. 3 a.m. in the morning. Yeah, no. And... Um, and you deliver that. And I got I worked for ten hour shift, so I worked till one o'clock in the afternoon, PM, later afternoon. Oh. And I got paid twelve pounds. For the whole thing. For the whole what? thing. That is child labour, yeah. isn't it? it is. But what doesn't right, let's let's let it out now. 
what does a milkman's assistant actually do? I... Assist the milkman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> Mainly that. You Thankfully, we've got Sherlock in the room. <laughs> it was carrying bottles of milk to the doors. But of... that's what the milkman does. Yeah, but it don't, it's halfing his Did time. Did the milkman have a bad back? Did he go to the osteopath? And yeah. Went, you do this she went, oh, we had a That's guy why coming. you went to the osteopath. You had a bad back because you had to deliver too much milk. Out at 3 a.m., yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, it was that, and well, I got I could carry eight bottles of milk in one go, which is impressive. Now, but now you can buy like eight bo- pints of one, milk in a so like between each finger, a bottle and one under the armpit. I mean, I've got I've got the the water bottle in front of me, and that's quite difficult. I yeah. was thinking like doing two. I never dropped two glass. as well in a year. I did it, and it went it went everywhere. Oh yeah, and it's brilliant when it does go, and it's glass everywhere because yeah. it was glass again back in the old days. It was glass. Um, did you just sit on the edge of the van? Like well, it was an electric milk float. So one float, in the I mean. winter, in the first winter that I did it, the, he lost control of the milk float going up a hill and we slid backwards. <laughs> and they are solid, like the backs of them, they're yeah. like a tank. And it just took a lamppost out like it wasn't there. We just slid back down the hill onto the path and just bump, bent it over. And then did any of the milk like... No, we lost no milk. We lost lost, no it was milk. right near the end of the round, to be fair. But we just took out this milk. But we didn't, we didn't tell anyone either. We knocked over a lamppost and we just slowly drove away. It only got about four <laughs> miles an hour. We just, just drove away really slow. Again, it's before... But every morning that I used to go out and do it, um, I used to. There was a police car that used to drive up my road. It was like a main road. They would drive past me, and I was like 14, 15 years old. Never once did they go, "Excuse me, son, where are you going?" Never yeah. once did they ask this little boy out on the street. Anyway, you were sitting one pm. I assume this was in the summer, and not while you were at school. I did it for a whole year. It was every Sunday I did it, oh, and then in the holidays yeah. I did it for a hundred pounds for all week. My rate actually went down for the longer I did. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, but I just remembered you just said something I'm not going to talk about it at length but I also ironed Malaysian policemen's hats for a living when I was in college oh we've all done that yeah yeah, yeah exactly uh, so. why uh, Malaysian police like the, were they were they Malaysian or was it the Malaysian I, police I worked in a factory that made uniforms they made uniforms for Tom Cruise films as well funnily <laughs> enough um, <laughs> but yeah so the hats you know like the flat hats that you get like policemen's hats like you'd have yeah. an american hat yeah yeah we, we made them and i say we made but them, for the malaysian for police. the malaysian police and i my job was to iron them so uh, the rim could be the brim is it a brim of a hat that yes, could be stitched on yeah. and i shot myself in the leg with a steam iron what? and it tore the skin away uh sorry for anyone eating their dinner Ow. but the um the scar it's left is a perfect rabbit on my <laughs> upper thigh what? it looks exactly like a rabbit it's bizarre <laughs> Bear with me. <laughs> um, and uh, and oh, you were involved in uh, banking when the recession hit. I mean, that must have like yeah. I mean, was that funny or was that depressing? It was. Uh, I mean, did that li- did that lead you into comedy? Uh, it was the first steps, so, or because because it was so serious at the time. It, I worked for like a big stockbroker, so it was my first real job, like you know, big office job, and uh, it was you know, stockbrokers are stressful and all that. But I, so, as soon as I got into banking, I realised that whatever job anyone was doing in a stockbroker's, unless you're literally on the trading floor, was keying numbers on a compu- on a keyboard. That's yeah. all you're doing. It doesn't matter what your actual job is it all breaks down to you pressing numbers on a keyboard. So I never took it too seriously and I always was joking around. And it was probably about six months in that I realised that everyone else thought that this recession that was happening was, you know, a worldwide problem. And there's me laughing and joking about it and <laughs> going to the pub at lunchtime. I think you were the one of the people that caused it, we maybe? We definitely <laughs> were. I think the whole team were. But we used to have people call in and... Um, 
you know, to deal their stocks and shares and people trying to get out while, you know, while they still had some money. Yeah. And I remember this guy who had Marks and Spencer shares that was saying, oh, I've got all of my money in Marks and Spencer's. It will never go below like eight pounds a share. I think it eventually went down to about 90p. But these, these people who just totally and utterly wow. believed in the, you know, the financial markets were going to save don't, the day. Don't like, um, like stockbrokers, people like that, they like have to retire at like 35, don't yeah, they? they yeah, they burnt just, out. Yeah. yeah, is that true? Because I've heard it's yeah, unreal. Yeah, but it definitely genuine. does, but they earn a load of money. That's astonishing. But yeah, they just, it's a horrible job. And real, but, and but because it opens at eight o'clock, it's like basically playing 10 football matches for, you know, f- between 8 a.m. and yeah. 5 p.m. non-stop. And then, you know, they then, oh, I was going to say they're not great people, but that's not necessarily true. But it's because the life they lead in their working life is horrendous. All I know about the stockbroking, apart from Wolf of Wall Street film, is when Ralph Wiggum does it, in a yes, sense. Yeah, no, not yeah. Ralph Wiggum, when Print, uh, Martin does yeah, it, yeah, and he like, gains like 8 million and then that. loses it straight away. We had people who would, because um, you weren't allowed to deal, so if someone... Uh, Are you really good at Monopoly then? Uh, no, I'm awful at Monopoly. Oh, okay. My son always You just go out to the pub at halfway just, through. My son does it and uh, yeah, just puts loads of houses on and destroys them. Um yeah, no, I, uh, I just, I, I can't deal with it. I just, we used to have people phoning in and saying, "Oh, like whatever money you've got, put it on this stock. I guarantee it's going to go like massive." And then you would literally, you can't do that because that's illegal. You can't insider trade. And then you would just see the price of this stock doubling and doubling and doubling throughout the day. And you're like, "Oh, I wish I could just put some money on these things," but you're not allowed. And uh, Carolina. Uh, oh, actually, I, when I, I so I can you know like uh, behind the curtain of radio. So I contact you all earlier, and I said like you know, have you got any um, terrible jobs? And I read you the message actually that uh, that Ash sent me. Um, so I just sent him like, can you know, can you send me some 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 bad jobs? And he went, I've had so many. Working with the unemployed was horrific, but might be too many stories about poo. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's why I so thought it might not be I avoided that one and went straight to the bank. Still mentioned it, still mentioned um, But Carolina, uh, what's your worst jobby wobby? Well, I've had a few. I was a blueberry picker in Holland. I worked as an advisor in the Citizens Advice Bureau. That was very depressing as well. What makes a good blueberry? <laughs> you just have to, you have to like... You have to be like a little robot, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, look at the mic she's holding. It looks like a blueberry. I'm, I'm the, holding... The, mi- the, mic- <laughs> the microphone has a blue thing on it. <laughs> yeah, and it was like a competition. Like, who would pick the most blueberries in a week? And I would always come last. Who set that competition? I bet it was the manager of the blueberry field. Of course, yeah. yeah. And I would always come last because I would just tumble up in the grass and crack up. Like, not really pick up any blueberries. <laughs> Squashing blueberries. You're yeah. the opposite of what they wanted. Yeah. Making I was blueberry just, juice. I was just having a good time. But yeah, no, right now I'm working. I'm just having a good time. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just having a good time. Leave me alone. I'm just having a good time, all right? I'm just having. Leave me alone. It's quite a wholesome way to have fun in Holland, I think. Yeah, I've never well, heard of any other ways yes. people no, no. have fun in Holland. I don't even have a clue. Yeah. Uh, right, right now I'm working as a waitress, and that's pretty dreadful as well. Is it in a cocktail bar? No, it's in like a restaurant, British fusion, whatever. Yeah. British <laughs> <Cuisine>. fusion. <laughs> fusion cuisine. Cuisine. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. Um, but yeah, no, I just I've I've been doing it for so long that I don't really care anymore. Like the other day, this customer wanted to overstay at a table. And I said, look, you can't really do that because there's another party that's coming for lunch. And she said, oh, just one coffee. Um, and then I ordered it and I forgot all about it because I was in another section anyways. And then uh, 10 minutes later, I see her at the bar and I'm approaching her and she says this. Well, this is what I hear coming out of her mouth. Blah, 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 coffee. <laughs> 
Now, I could have asked, could you please repeat? But I decided to just make up my own story of what was it that she like said. Like any good waitress would. Uh, of course. And I was like, oh, she's probably still on about that table and she's apologizing for overstaying. So I said with a smile on my face, don't worry, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> and then she gave me this really shocked look and stormed off. And I just turned to the bartender and I said, what, what happened? What did I miss? And he said, she told you she never got her coffee. Oh, wow. To which I said, don't worry, I don't care. Oh, wow. <laughs> so now you're looking for a new work, I assume? Well, actually, no, she's never complained. I so. love that kind of honesty, though. I've just got back from Rome and we went into a place where we were going to have dinner and then we, we, didn't, we didn't see anything we liked. So we said, I was like, okay, if we just have a drink. And the woman went, not really. <laughs> We're like, fine, yeah, it's great. But you all walk out, look at each other, like, oh, okay, because it's really re refreshing to be, how, hear someone be blunt. Because yes. in England, so much they go, yeah, and then they'd be really awkward, like yeah, going, oh, yeah. this. Is, but she was just like, no, don't, we don't want you here. Go somewhere else. Was it? Uh, was it? Was she Italian? She was Italian. Yeah, yeah. Went, I didn't do the accent, but yeah. Oh no, I really hope she did. Not really, mate. No. <laughs> no yeah, no. Not really, geese. <laughs> Get out. No, they all do the accent out there. It's weird, isn't it? It's odd, isn't it? When they, they all have accents from the same place. Oh, yeah. um, they all speak yeah. perfect English, though. Uh, or better than we do, speak yeah, other languages. Um, and, yeah, like, so with, with your accent, um, Caroline, what do you, like, do you talk about it in your stand-up? Do you say, do you, like, do people look at you thinking, you know, where is she from? I think they do, but I just leave it. Mm. <laughs> I never bother to explain. Um, but yeah, people people ask me all the time at work and stuff, just watch your accent. And I don't really know, to be honest, that's mm. the truth. <laughs> but Too many blueberries. And, I mean, have you got a bit of Dutch added to you? Like, did you no. learn any, like, no? No, it was just Polish people. <laughs> it was just like a little Polish ghetto. <laughs> and what, what's, the, um, what's the other thing about kitchens with you? you, are you you're particularly poor at cooking yeah that, like mean, i'm a real disaster artist with that like i managed to um destroy nigella it was the the easiest recipe in the world and it was nigella lawson's five minute chocolate mousse and it only had three ingredients which was like chocolate and milk and cream and all you had to do was <laughs> melt the chocolate and then mix the three together. I activated the fire alarm and it was somehow connected to the fire station because it was like a modern system or whatever. So the actual firefighters came in just because of the, the five minute mousse. Did they eat the mousse? No, it was uneatable. It was just, it was just, you know, liquidy. Um, but yeah, I'm so bad that once I was in a fight, there was a fire in my flat. And when my flatmate woke up in the middle of the night, he didn't think, oh, there's a fire. He thought, what is she cooking <laughs> now? <laughs> what, was, what was it? What was the fire? Yeah. Can't leave us on that. Was it? Uh, was it? Um, was it your cooking? We don't know. We don't know. Wow. It, it was. Was it air freshener? <laughs> Perhaps. Did I, my son does sneak out in the middle of the night, so yeah. he might pop down there. Just likes cleaning <laughs> other people's houses. Yeah. I would like, like to get that insurance, though. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. good. The gateway to your community, Miskin Radio. Hello, Kieran here. And Ben. Yeah. Thank you for downloading. Uh, do click subscribe so you get a free podcast delivered straight to your device as soon as it's out. Also, if you get your podcast on iTunes, do give us a star rating and a review, even if it's bad. Maybe, yeah, even if it's bad. How about saying, be a star and give us a rating? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
but also give us a follow on Instagram and Snapchat. Just search to KP Sessions. Maisie's here. She's our new member of our team, Ben. Maisie's oh. lovely. What's her role? I don't know. I don't know. Oh. She just sits in, watches. Mm. Mm. Eats crisps. Ooh. Ooh. Sharing is caring. Just yeah. remember that. It's probably that time we stopped recording now, isn't it? Yeah, we've got a show to do. Mm. Maisie, can I have a drink? No, get it yourself. Oh, actually, Ben, we didn't, we didn't uh, put you in. Can you, like, pretend to be coming through the door? Slam the door now. Slam it. Slam it. Oh, Ewan's just arrived. Hey, Ewan. <laughs>